Inside the Game, brought to you by Flex Coach and Flex Coach VR. Hey, everybody, it's Chris Riley for Inside the Game, brought to you by Flex Coach and Flex Coach VR. Our guest today on our show has had an illustrious career in Major League Baseball for over 20 seasons. He's the 23rd pitcher to reach 300 wins, two-time Cy Young winner, 10-time All-Star, holds the distinction of being drafted by the Los Angeles Kings and the Atlanta Braves in 1984. He is also a member of the Baseball Hall of Fame. We welcome Tom Glavin to Inside the Game. Tom, welcome. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Let's go back to when you started playing sports here in Massachusetts. How did you get involved when you were a kid? Uh, I think like most kids, I started out with hockey first, um, simply because you could start at a young age. Uh, Little League didn't start till I guess, six or seven years old. Um, so started out with hockey, um, did the whole learn to skate program, um, and, and then got into organized hockey shortly thereafter. Uh, started playing Little League when I was seven years old, like I said. And then, you know, I, I dabbled a little bit with uh, soccer. Uh, played a little bit of basketball uh, with my elementary school. Um, but hockey and baseball were always my love. They were always the two sports that I played seriously and competitively. Um, I did like soccer, though, like I said. and But, you know, kind of got to the point where with soccer, it was during baseball season and uh, I remember I missed a um, I missed a soccer practice for a baseball game. Uh, my soccer coach didn't like that too much and told me I needed to make a choice between soccer and baseball, and that was the end of my soccer career. So <laughs> um, uh, I, think, uh, I think I made the right choice there. But um, you know, I, I I dabbled with virtually everything. I was fortunate that I grew up in a neighborhood that we had a lot of kids that were, you know, about the same age. Um, you know, there were a few kids that were three or four years older than me, but we were always playing wiffle ball, street hockey, football, you name it. We were playing it. Um, but football, I think, was probably the only sport that I never played um, at an organized level. I just played it for my fun. My dad played football. Yeah, I played it for fun. My dad played football and his fingers were all banged up from playing football. And uh, he never told me I couldn't play, but um, never really encouraged me to play. So I just I never I never did that. Sounds like my mother. She never wanted me to play football, but let me play ice hockey. <laughs> yeah. So how did playing different sports help in your development, though, as an athlete? What did it do for you? I think it makes you uh, just a much more well-rounded athlete. Um, you know, when you're playing, you're playing different sports, you're using different muscles, you're doing different things. Um, you know, I always felt like when I, when I was playing hockey, um, I was in phenomenal shape. I mean, you're going out there and you're, and you're skating and you're getting after it. And, and, you know, I'm playing, you know, over half the game in high school, um, great shape. But the minute I put my skates away and I went out and played baseball and I tried to run from home to second base, I was gassed. I mean, it's just, it's different. Um, so I think that was the big thing is you're, you're forced to use different muscles. You're forced to have different coordinations. You're conditioning in different ways. Um, and, and I think all of it just makes you, uh, makes you a better athlete. And I know it made me a better athlete. So as you're moving up the ranks through the youth sports and Bill Ricca, where you're from, did you start to notice things were coming a little easier for you than the other kids that you were around? Did baseball come a little easier? Did hockey come a little bit easier to you? You know, I don't, I don't know that I would say I thought it came easier. I mean, I was smart enough to realize I was always playing with older kids. Um, you know, it was, you know, in, in hockey, um, you know, the way we did it back then was, you know, you played your different age groups and it was always a, a two year age group. 
and it was um you know saying squirts you you know and i'm not going to get the ages exactly right but no i I know you're nine and you know you're nine and ten and peewees you're you know 11 and 12 and and i was always making the team as the younger birth year um which meant i was playing with older kids um so i knew that um same thing with with baseball when i uh, got out of that minor league level and then moved to what was called the major league level and it was nine to 12 years old um I made it as a nine-year-old and I was competing against the 12 year olds. And and I was playing uh, as a nine-year-old, I was playing on all-star teams with 11 and 12 year olds. So I, I mean, I was always playing against older kids, but um, so I knew in that sense, I was good, but I I never really felt like um, it came easier to me, so to speak. I just knew I was, I was good enough to play with the older kids and that was good enough for me. So freshman year, you enter high school. And did you make the varsity team for hockey and the varsity team for baseball right off the hop? I did. Yeah. So I, uh, in hockey, um, I was the fourth line center. Uh, um, so starting out the year, I didn't see a ton of playing time. Um, by the end of the year, I had kind of elevated myself to being on the power play and being on a penalty kill. So I was getting more ice that way. Um, you know, still, I can't even remember if maybe I moved up to the third line or something like that. But, um, you know, the fact that I was able to elevate myself to get on those, those special team situations, obviously was a big deal. Um, had a good freshman year in hockey, uh, baseball. Yeah. I made the team as a freshman and I didn't pitch a ton and I didn't pitch very well when I did. I think I was one and three as a freshman, nothing special. Um, but I could hit, um, you know, I think I led our, our conference in hitting, um, you know, and had a really good year offensively as a freshman. So, uh, things were, you know, certainly going well, but, but lots of room for improvement. So as you're moving up sophomore, junior, senior year, as you're moving along, did it get, did you start to realize, wow, there's something here between these two sports. We are starting to draw interest from like coaches from like maybe the college ranks who were saying, Hmm, there's a kid up in Bill Ricca, who's up at the high school, good hockey player, good baseball player. We should take, keep your eye on this guy. Did that yeah, start to I, happen for you? Yeah, it did. Um, probably faster with baseball than hockey. Um, only in the sense that, um, you know, which I didn't realize either, but um, you know, I was, I was being, um, I was, I was being watched by pro scouts, you know, more, uh, and college scouts more for baseball in my junior year and, and for baseball for obvious reasons, right? I mean, college, college baseball teams or coaches weren't going to have the luxury of being able to watch me my senior year as a baseball player. They had to recruit me before that. Um, so I started to see that attention as a junior. Um, in hockey, uh, you know, I, I knew there were, there were college scouts watching me play, um, you know, but it was really my junior year in high school with baseball where, uh, every time I got on the mound, there were 30 radar guns behind home plate. Oh, wow. um, you know, that, that's, that's when I knew that, okay, uh, this, this might evolve into something pretty serious. Like, you know, I might have a chance to, to go play professionally, but I never really thought too much about it. You know, my, my whole thing was I wanted to go to college and, and I wanted to play both sports in college. And, you know, I had, uh, three, three really good baseball teams that were recruiting me. And I had, you know, a bunch of really good hockey teams or hockey colleges that were recruiting me. And I, and I think the college hockey co- coaches were after me a little bit more simply because they had the luxury of seeing me See, play four years of high school. 
you know, yeah. so they saw me play my senior year. So they were, at, they were able to recruit me off of my senior year in hockey. Uh, whereas, like I said, in baseball, they're recruiting you off your junior year. So, um, so I, I mean, I guess I, that was my goal. You know, my dad was a construction worker, small family business. Um, and, you know, college scholarship was a big deal. And, and that was, that was my ultimate goal is I wanted to get a college scholarship, go play both sports and, and not have my dad have to have that burden of paying for college. So that was, that was really my goal. And, and that was the whole process up until the time I got drafted, um, by the Braves and they started to make a push to sign me. Um, at that point in time, I kind of had to weigh the decision of, all right, do you want to go to college or do you want to go play pro ball? One thing I want to stress that I, I, in the research with you, grades were very important, I think, in your family. And you were an honor roll student. You made the honor roll. How much did that open up doors to colleges for you that other guys couldn't get into because their grades weren't as good? I mean, that's something I always want to stress with young players out there. Grades really have to come first. Well, they do. I mean, look at my, my parents were sticklers for school and for grades. And, and I knew, um, and I never challenged it because I knew, uh, if I didn't get good grades, I wasn't playing. Um, you know, there was no, there was no <laughs> doubt in my mind that if I had, if I had crappy grades, uh, I was, uh, I was done. And, and I knew my parents were that way. And specifically my mom and she, you know, she was a stay at home mom and, and my dad was working and my mom handled all that stuff. And like a lot of households, my dad was the, the heavy artillery. If I was in <laughs> trouble uh, and I got the, you know, wait till your dad gets home. I knew I was in trouble. So, and the, and the, um, and the laser but, stare. <laughs> exactly. Um, so it was important. And, and look, it, it's, I, I try to tell my kids the same thing. And, and, you know, I, I, I say this kiddingly and I used to kid my, I would kid my kids this way too, but I would say, listen, it's never not, it's never going to hurt you to not be dumb. Uh, you know, you're going to open a lot of avenues by being a smart kid. So, um, you know, do well in school. Uh, it's never going to hurt you to be a smart kid. And, and, you know, my kids did the same thing, but ironically, um, it was, it was poor testing that led me to the Braves more than anything else. Um, you know, I, I stunk on my SATs. Uh, I had a, I had a great, great point average in school. Uh, I just didn't test well and I tutored and I did everything and I didn't test well. Uh, and inevitably it's what cost me my dream at that point in time, which was to go to Harvard. I wanted to go to Harvard and play hockey and baseball. Um, I went there, uh, I think my junior year, one of my, one of my high school hockey teammates, brother was playing lacrosse at, at Harvard. And we went into a hockey game one night and I absolutely fell in love with the place. I mean, I was like, Oh my God, this is where I want to go. And Bill oh Cleary God. and the, and the bright center um, is, is yeah. great, it's an amazing yeah. place. Um, it was a great place. Um, but like I said, I stunk on my SATs and I, and I finally got a call from coach. Uh, and he said, listen, um, your SATs aren't good enough to get in on their own. And, and I can, I, I can, it's between you and one other guy. Uh, and I really need a defenseman more than I need a center. And that other guy happened to be Don Sweeney. Uh, okay. <laughs> and so, you know, it worked out pretty well for Don and it worked out yeah, pretty well, pretty well for, for you. But, yeah. You know, like I say, that's the ironic thing about this whole thing. As much as, you know, grades were important to my family and still are, it was my SAT scores that kept me getting into Harvard, which ultimately led to me signing with the Braves. Cause I think if I'd have gotten into Harvard, I think I would have gone to school. Now did like BC, BU, Providence, all the other schools and hockey East and ECAC come knocking to because of your hockey talent and your baseball talent. They did, you know, B, but strangely, you know, BC, BU, um, RPI up in New York, 
those were the three schools that really were coming after me hard for, uh, for hockey. Um, but none of them had baseball. And, you know, that was, that was big for me. I think BC had club baseball at the time. Uh, I don't think BU and, and RPI had baseball at all. Um, the other school that was really good at both was Maine. Um, and I just didn't want to go that far away from home. So, um, you know, I had Miami, I had Oklahoma state, uh, coming after me for baseball, but you know, there's not, there's, there's no, no hockey, hockey at Miami. And no. you know, <laughs> so, so that was my dilemma. So, you know, I was ultimately, I, I, I decided upon what was then, uh, you Lowell, which is now UMass Lowell. Um, yep. they had recently, uh, gone into, they were a really good division two program in, in hockey had a couple national championships had recently gone into hockey East and division one, and they had a really good, uh, division two baseball program. So, um, like I said, it was, uh, you know, it's a good school, but it ultimately gave me the opportunity to play both sports, which, you know, looking back on it now, it, it, it may have been naive to think I could do both. Um, it's not you know, easy it's to do a, one. It's, it's hard grind. to do two. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> and, and it, and, you know, and even then that was not really, um, it, it was maybe on the cusp of, of where we are now, where these, these, particularly these college programs or sports are, are almost year round. Uh, there is no off season. So um, it would have been tough, but it was, uh, it was my dream. I wanted to do it, but uh, thankfully something else got in the way. So you wind up getting drafted by the Los Angeles Kings in the fourth round, 69th overall, you get drafted by the Braves in the second round. One thing you were drafted before Brett Hull and Luke Robitaille. In that I draft. remind them both every chance I get. <laughs> <laughs> um, was that overwhelming? Were you kind of like, oh my God, um, I'm, I'm, I got a big decision here. You know, what do I do? You know, is it, you know, just, did you talk to mom and dad and say, you know, this is really, you know, this is, I never expected this, that kind of a thing. I, I can tell you this as an 18 year old kid, it, it was a pretty, pretty good two week span. I mean, to get drafted by two, two professional sports, um, you know, you want to talk about digging yourself a little bit. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it didn't get much better than that. Right. So yeah. it was, it was pretty good, but you know, reality set in pretty quickly. And, and, and it was really, um, the reality of, was I going to go to school or was I gonna, was I gonna go play baseball? Um, you know, the, the difference, the difference in the two drafts, you know, hockey, they draft you and they own your rights for five years. So I got a call um telling me that i was drafted by the kings uh rogi vashan called me uh you know you, we drafted you we know you're going to ulo um we're going to watch you and we'll we'll talk after your junior year and see where things are at um that was kind of the end of the phone call uh when the braves called me and told me they drafted me they said we're sending somebody to bill rick uh, to sit down with you and your parents and we're gonna we're gonna try and get you signed um, so that's the difference, you know, in baseball, they, they hold your rights until the next school year starts, which, you know, draft is in June school starts in September. So they have that small window of time to sign you. Uh, otherwise you're back out on the market, uh, in a couple of years. So, uh, much more urgency there. And as a second round pick, they don't want to lose that pick. So no. they, you know, they, I knew they were coming after me and, um, you know, so at that stage of the game, it became an, uh, a, um, an exercise in sitting down and really trying to weigh the pros and cons of everything that I had in front of me. And it wasn't so much um, the pros and cons between hockey and baseball. There was some of that, um, you know, certainly at that time, back in 1984, uh, baseball players were making a lot more money than hockey players. 
Uh, hockey players, you know, career length was not real good. No, um, a lot of fighting, a lot of know, bad stuff going on. Yeah. You know, you weren't, you weren't really seeing guys then like, uh, like Chris Chelios and Chara that are playing into their forties. Uh, that wasn't happening back then. So no, it's the, like the 31, shelf life was real like short. Yeah. 31, you're yeah, done. You're, you're done. Yeah. And you know, you're, you're in your prime in hockey and, you know, 23, 24, 25 years old baseball, you're just kind of hitting your stride. So you know, I, I did go through that exercise, but it really came down to, you know, did I want to give up that college scholarship? Like I said, that was a big deal to me. And it was, I knew it was a big deal to my dad. So um, it, it ultimately became an exercise again in, you know, can I get the Braves uh, to give me enough money as a signing bonus that if it doesn't work out, uh, I can go back, I can pay for my own college, I can do all that and, and not have to burden my dad. And, you know, we did. We ultimately got the Braves. You know, I, I, I've been told after the fact that I was, I was probably a first round pick, uh, but everybody was afraid of hockey and, yeah. and they were worried about sign. Yeah. They were worried about the signability aspect of it. So that's why I dropped to the second round. Uh, but I ultimately ended up getting uh, late first round money. So, um, you know, it got to the point, like I said, where it was like, okay, this is, this is enough for me to be able to, to, to um, take care of the burden of college should baseball not work out for me. Uh, and that was the, ultimately the deciding factor. And, and thank God I never had to go down that road. What did mom and dad think going to sign? Were they kind of like, okay, Tom, look, you're taking a risk. You're taking a chance. You're 18, but you know what? It may pay off. It may not pay off, but at least you got yourself covered. Were they happy with the decision? They were, you know, I mean, I, I give my dad a lot of credit because he dealt with most of the financial side of it. And I remember I was at a, uh, I was at a graduation party and he called the house that I was at and said, uh, you know, you need to come home. I think, I think I got the Braves where we need to have them. And I, so I did. And, you know, I went home that night and, you know, we verbally agreed to the terms and, and, and that was that. And, you know, look, my parents, my parents were, like I said, education was a big deal. Um, they were very grounded, um, you know, financially, my dad worked his butt off for everything he had. So, I mean, we knew the risk in what I was doing. I think my mom was more concerned about an 18 year old kid going out the door on his own for the first time in his life. And, and he's going away a long way away from home. It's not um, college. It's not know, college. It's no, you're going to be a professional exactly. athlete. It's just a lot different. Yeah. So, yeah. And look, you know, in those days, you know, there was, there were some drug issues in baseball, um, <laughs> some highly publicized issues, oh, yeah. um, you know, some teams had gotten a lot of trouble. So, you know, naturally there was that concern, but, you know, I think for my dad, it was more, you know, I remember having the conversation with him that, all right, listen, you're going to do this. Um, you know, it's the right thing to do, but we need to set a timeline. And we had kind of set a timeline of five years. If I hadn't, if I hadn't made significant progress in five years and, and knocking on the door of the big leagues, then uh, at that point in time, we needed to sit down and reevaluate. And, and again, thankfully, uh, never had to have a follow-up meeting on that because three years later, I was in the big leagues. Well, I just have to ask you, though, you had 47 goals, 47 assists in 23 games your senior year. Is that why you wore 47 in the uh, major leagues? <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's very, it's very coincidental. Um, and people ask me that a lot, but no, I showed up my first spring training, um, my first big league camp, I showed up and that was a number that was in my locker. And, and listen, uh, I was thrilled because typically your first year in spring training, it would have been a 74 and not a 47. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, you know, not that I thought having 47 <laughs> hanging up instead of 74, that I think I had a chance to make the team, uh, but it was at least a good sign. Um, yeah. <laughs> so then, yeah, when I, when I ultimately got called up, that was the number I wanted. So I stuck with it. That was segment one with Tom Glavin here on Inside the Game, brought to you by Flex Coach and Flex Coach VR. Stay tuned for segment two. Inside the Game, brought to you by Flex Coach and Flex Coach VR. 